Questionators. We're questioning all the hip-hop trivia. And we're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the hip-hop trivia skills, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Questionators, mount up. What's up? You are listening to the Questions Hip Hop Trivia Podcast on the Stony Island Audio Network. I'm your host, Sean Kantrowitz, and in this episode, it's a classic throwback to when we had Warren G on the show. This was episode 59, August 17th, 2020, the Instagram Live Days, and we're publishing this episode the week that his debut album, regulate g-funk era celebrates its 28th anniversary which is pretty crazy to think about this was a really great episode warren g i mean look i was a little starstruck he's a legend we all know regulate we know so many other songs in his catalog he was really cool told a lot of great stories spoke about his sort of position in the industry today talked about his background as a producer, talked about his sniffing Griffin's barbecue sauces. This is all over the place and it's all great. So I really think that you guys are going to enjoy it. Want to give a shout out to everybody who's been supporting the show, sharing it on social media. Continue to do that. We're at The Questions Hip Hop on Instagram, at Questions Hip Hop on Twitter. You can go to questionshiphop.com to stay in the loop of all things going on in the questions world. And I also want to give a shout out and maybe a little offering for anybody who's enjoying this podcast to check out our Patreon. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at The Questions Hip Hop. It's also linked in the show notes as well as on the website. If you're enjoying this show and you want to get some cool bonuses, some playlists, some early access to things, some discussion topics, I'm trying to build this community in a way that I don't really think we can do on Instagram or Twitter or some of these other forums. So if you're enjoying it and you like what you've been hearing, I urge you to support the show. $5 a month. You're getting hours of entertainment already. You're getting more exclusive goodies and engagement over there. Seems like a pretty good investment to me. If you like the questions, feel free to support on our Patreon. All right, we're going to get into this classic episode with Warren G, the Questions Hip Hop Trivia Podcast. Let's go. Who did it first? Who rapping there? That remix and what happened when? That's the question. Let me ask you a question. And if you ain't knowing these, then my guy's knowing what you need. Some answers to the questions. Ninth episode, so we are we are honored and uh, happy to welcome uh, somebody who's been such a pioneer of such an important part of hip hop to our show. Uh, okay. What uh, what is uh, what have you been like up to uh, in this quarantine? Like, what did you do today? Like, what, like uh, I'm tired of asking people what like the quarantine is like. Let's just break it down day by day. What's, yeah. what, what's a day in the life of Warren G like today? Well, today I, uh, you know, I, I uh, got up, worked out. Um, 
and immediately just started focusing on on my other uh, business ventures outside of music. Yeah, uh, making sure things are moving the way I ne I needed to move. And uh, after that, you know, ran some errands. Um, you know, went uh, got some groceries. Got uh, and came back to the pad. <laughs> yeah, amazing. When we're and gonna get ready it. to watch the uh, the uh, the debate. I want to see this. This is gonna be good. Yeah, uh, I, we, we yeah. might have to do a side watch party for that or something. Oh yeah, and waiting for Madden <laughs> to come out <laughs> so I can be well, super quarantined. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so we're gonna get into some of your side businesses and, and your other things, but you know what this show is? It's a hip hop trivia show where you know we. We talk, we reminisce, we kind of go into oh, yeah. the side stories and the rabbit holes. So uh, let's get into it. You ready to get into this? I'm, I'm with it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, all right. Our first round, Warren G, is called The Choice is Yours. And yeah. this is general multiple choice. Now, I will tell you, Warren G, some of our guests, they like to lean on the chat if they don't know the answer. Other guests, they say, nah, fuck the chat. We, whatever you want to do, it's on you. But, yeah. you know, we'll see what we got up first. Okay. All right. In the first verse on Cypress Hill's Insane in the Brain, Be Real remarks that he feels like this infamous serial killer. Is it the Boston Strangler, the Son of Sam, Jack the Ripper, or Jeffrey Dahmer? B. He says B, Son of Sam. Let's hear it. <laughs> son of Sam is yeah. correct. Uh-oh. Well, uh-oh, wait, is that the son of Sam in there? No, nah, that was my, my plug fell out. Oh, shit. Hold on, let me grab my plug. The plug, not, not the plug, plug, but the, the plug. Yeah, not the plug, plug. <laughs> don't don't try that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, you know, we, we wanted to start off, you know, shout out to Be Real, shout out to Cypress Hill. Uh, I mean, yes, indeed. What, what was your relationship with, with those guys being West Coast? Like, did you guys kind of know each other early on, or when did you sort of start cross-pollinating with, like, those cats, Be Real and, and all them? My whole career I've known uh, Be Real, seeing all of them. Uh, Mellow Man Ace, who's related, to, you know, to them yep. also. Um, all, I mean, my whole career, Be Real and the, the Cypress Hill always been – you know, good to us, and just we just been cool and homeboys for the whole time. You know, we've been in hip hop and uh, real cool cats, and we just we just always connect and have a good time, and we we just we we cool, we good guys. Yeah. Absolutely, e yeah. easy easy to like, easy to get along with, cool dudes. Yes, um, indeed. All right, we're gonna move on to our second question of the night. Main source is 1991 Posse Cut. Live from the Barbecue featured the first recorded appearance by this rapper. Was it Q-Tip, Fat Joe, Nas, or Prodigy? Well, let me see that again. What was it? Uh, main source is 1991 Posse Cut. Live from the Barbecue featured first recorded appearance by the rapper. And if you don't know, the chat is in there, too. They, they, they uh, Q-Tip. <laughs> you say Q-Tip, final answer? Well, should I, I get another chance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just confirming here. Uh, I'm just confirming. Uh, Nas. He's saying Nas. All right. Let's see. He wasn't sure he pivoted. This is a crucial moment, folks. Let's see. Nas is the correct answer. And you do know that. 18-year-old Nas. First first appearance on Wax ever. Super young. Oh, yeah. Um, 
live from the barbecue is a good transition to talk about one of your side hustles, which is uh, you've gotten into the barbecue game recently. Yeah. You tell people a little bit about Sniff and Griffins, which is your, your product line. Yeah, it's uh, Sniff and Griffins barbecue uh, sauces and <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> no, I ain't got corona, but I just had you always have to qualify that. <laughs> My drink went down the wrong pipe. But uh it's uh sniffing Griffin's barbecue sauces and rubs. Uh it's another venture, just you know, a passion that I have outside of the music, which is uh cooking and creating barbecue uh recipes and uh you know, it's, it's it's just one of my ventures that I'm really passionate about outside of music. And it's, 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 you know, perfect for right now for the quarantine because everybody is at home, you know, wanting to learn how to cook. So the recipes that I, I mean, you know, my sauces and rubs go great with, I'm pretty sure, almost every recipe that these people can put together at home while they're on quarantine. Yeah. Uh, so that's what, that's one of my other, my other business ventures and, uh, I, I'm doing that and, uh, you know, just in, enjoying this music, doing my music too at the same time. What, uh, do you have like, is it just one <laughs> sauce and rub or do you have like different? No, it's, 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 uh, three sauces. You got the OG sauce, you have the, uh, OG spicy, and then you got the OG smoky. And then you have, I have the, uh, OG rub and I have the OG beef rub. Um, right. and the, the OG beef rub and the OG, uh, um, um, OG rub, they they come in two sizes. They uh, I have five ounces, and then I have a, a excuse me, let me close this door. Motherfuckers <laughs> in here crying. Uh, uh, I have a uh, you know a 22, 22 ounce OG rub and a twenty four ounce beef rub, which is uh, it's all on sniffinggriffinsbarbecue.com. dot com, and right. on my Instagram, you go to my Instagram, you can see the link and get there if you guys. Want to check it out? It's really good, and I ain't just tooting my own horn. I'm serious. It's it's really good, and it'll be in store soon. All right, great. Yeah, y'all should check out for that. Make sure that sounds great. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to our third question. This Los Angeles rapper briefly played college football for Fayetteville State University before leaving in 2016. Was it Blue, Blue Face, OT Genesis, or Casey Veggies? Uh, I say blue face. He says blue face, and he is absolutely correct. Blue face. <laughs> um, I heard you know, him I say that before that he was a quarterback. I think. Yeah, I believe so. And obviously, you know, he he's no longer doing that. He's you know he got his own music career. Yeah, he bust down in uh, Tatiana. <laughs> yeah, that's he, he, he chose a different path. Um. Your son has also been making some waves as well in, in the world of football. Uh, yes, indeed. The Trojans. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, you used to play football as well before. Yeah, I played uh, football at a young age from seven all the way up to 16. Okay. So obviously. Pop Warner. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I went to, went to high school. Uh, got to high school, didn't know that you had to have a 2.0 or 2.5. <laughs> and I was messing up. Yeah, so I was off and on, but I still lived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what's it like? You know, you've, you know, it's not like sports and music are the same thing, but they they kind of fit under like the entertainment business in the yeah. industry. So, 
what kind of insights have you are you kind of hands-on with your son about like guiding his career do you kind of let him like do his own thing like what has that experience been like for you since you've been in the business for so long yeah I'm, I'm uh i'm hands-on with him but then i get at the same time i give him his space uh you know to to experience things and then when i if i see something that you know that he's doing that i, I could tell him like look man I don't, I don't think that's a cool thing to do I'll step in, and, and then that's when I'll, I'll uh, you know, put my two cents in. And he listens 99% of the time, and and it ends up being a good move, you know. So, right. I, you know, but I don't try to overcrowd him. I let him do his thing. I let him do him because he built his own stage. Um, you know, he's 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 really, really, really a, a really good cornerback, um, you know, just to have, you know, as a sophomore, have uh, – you know, he was he was told that you know just information that his stats was better than all, you know most of the DBs that got drafted last year. So this year is going to be a <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, it's on. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, all, all right, we're going to move into the final question of this round, Warren G. Mm -hmm. Which of these soundtracks did Dr. Dre not contribute to? These were all 90s soundtracks that, uh, you know, had hip-hop soundtracks. But which of these did Dr. Dre not contribute or work on a song for? Is it Poetic, Poetic Justice? Justice. <laughs> Menace to Society, Friday or Above the Rim? Now, Poetic now listen, Justice. We're, we're, counting, we're counting production and other things, too. So he might have produced a song. So... Just, just giving you time to think about that. But you're going with poetic justice. Poetic justice. All right. I've got my notes here, Orange. Dre actually did produce a song on the poetic justice. He did a dog pound track that was on there. I will play you a snippet from that. No, that's not it. Yes, Daz did it again. Hold on, I'll play it again. Oh, Dre did do that. <laughs> well, Menace to Society, man. God dog it. All right, you know what? I will give you half credit because this is a family affair right now when it comes to this question. So I don't wanna I don't wanna pull I don't wanna pull the rug out from under you. So we we will give you half credit on that. Um yeah, obviously he, he did do that uh on the um, Friday, you know, we had. Yeah, Friday sounds good. And then above the rim, Afro Puffs. Yes, indeed. So we'll give you half credit on that, uh, Mr. Warren G. Uh, you know, you had a, a song, a small song, maybe some people might have heard of on one of these soundtracks. Uh, I don't know if our audience is familiar with fucking Regulate, one of the biggest fucking hip-hop songs of all time. Yes, um, indeed. You know, the the soundtrack is like such a, a you know, it's a, it's a thing of its era. You know, like in the 90s, there were so many like hip-hop soundtracks and it was like a place where you could get like original songs or songs that like were sometimes exclusive. So like, what was it like? Because I know you're on, a, you're on a couple of these. Like, were, were they like often songs that you created with the soundtrack in mind, or was it just like we have an extra song? Uh, let's throw it to this soundtrack or this movie. How did that go? Uh, 
whatever the soundtrack was, you know, the concept of the soundtrack, you know, was was the way I would structure the song, you know, um, you know, as far as like the whole overall story of the movie. And uh, um, I would just look at the movie and then just, you know, catch something that's a part of the movie that a song would can turn that can turn into a song. And then I would make that. You know, and it kind of relates to that part. So when people hear it, they'd be like, damn, he talking about da-da-da-da-da. Right. You know, just like Eminem did with with, uh, with the, the record he had on his soundtrack, on the 8 Miles uh, soundtrack. Lose Himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, yeah, and it's it's kind of a shame that, like, soundtracks aren't necessarily that anymore. You know, like, it's, I, sometimes yeah. it does happen, but... Why do you think that's changed? Like, do you think that like, uh, there was that era in the '90s, and it's not really like I that? I mean, it. You know, uh, these these music supervisors got supervisors got supervisors got to start, uh, you know, paving the way again and going out and and you know getting you know picking the artists, you know, putting it together, you know, the right way, making them because my, all those soundtracks that you mentioned, all of they classic, all of them, absolutely. You know, so we got to We got to get that that. Uh, you know those types of uh, music supervisors back with these record. Uh, I mean, these movie production companies and and creating and and opening up a lane for all the dopeness to to be aligned. Right, because it was it was. I like am qualified for that. So if any of these movie people, any of y'all see this, holla at your boy. I'm scoring movies. I'm doing it all. I mean, producer, rapper, like you know. Yes, indeed, and a score. And a score, a scorer, yeah. a composer. Yeah, we'll call it a yeah, composer. Yes, a composer, yeah, score. Giving you the composer. official title. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, indeed. All right, we're moving on to our second round, Warren G. And our second round is called Picasso, baby. So in this round, I'm going to show you a piece of an album cover. And you have to identify what it is by the little piece of it that you see. So let's get into it. The first okay. question. It's a tattooed arm with a pretty nice watch on the wrist pointing upwards towards the sky, and it is on a completely black background. What album is this? Is it Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap, Tech Nine, The Worst, UGK, Riding Dirty, or Diamond D, Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop? Let me say that. Let me see uh, Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap. That's where you're going with. Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle. Here we go. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nipsey Hussle. Listening to music at the Meyer <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got it. Uh, uh, Nipsey Hussle's birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Um, did you, in your encounters, like, what was your relationship with Nipsey Hussle? Did you, you know, have a lot of interaction with him? What, what was that like? Uh, we we bumped into each other a, a bunch of times, and this all it was always total respect. And he would just say, you know, how much he loved, you know, what I did for hip hop because it 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 uh, inspired him, you know. So every time we bumped heads, that's what that's what would uh you know the conversation be about. But then we also uh, was supposed to work, you know, right. um, and you know the, all this stuff happened. So you know that kind of you know messed that up. But he, I did send him some records. So they're probably recorded and just in, you know, and his brother probably got him in the vault, you know, but you no, know, he was a cool dude. He was always solid, you know, just cool dude. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, maybe one day those will see release, perhaps. We'll see. Um, yeah, indeed. 
All right, we're moving on to the second question in this round. We got two Rottweilers in the frame. One of them is wearing a muzzle more in the foreground, and then another one is just staring straight into the camera. You can see a hand holding a cigar in the background. What album cover is this? Is it The Dog Pound, Dog Food, DMX, Year of the Dog, again, Snoop Dogg, The Game is to be Sold, Not to be Told, or is it Nate Dogg, Music and Me? We're going dog-themed on this question. Oh, wait. I think I'm going to have to roll with uh, Snoop on this one. He's rolling with Snoop. All right, let's see. <laughs> Snoop Dogg! <laughs> now, we did not plan this, but the day that we have you on our show today uh -huh. happens to be the 16th anniversary of the 213 album, The Hard Way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, we posted about it earlier today and so many people were naming their favorite songs and, you know, saying like it's underrated and, you know, what, what are your thoughts 16 years later, which is crazy that it's, that it was that long ago. Like, uh, what, what are your thoughts when you look back on the 213 album and the project? I know that was like a long time coming as well. I think you. it needs to be re-released. Yeah. Cause a lot of people didn't get a chance to hear it, you know, and then it's just off the shelf right now. So, uh, we 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 need we're gonna, you know, try to get 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 uh get it re-released. Hell yeah! You know, cause so the new generation can hear it, and then the people that didn't get a chance to really get into it can really get into it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was such a you know such a moment in time and such a yeah you know like as a as a pioneer of like the G funk sound. Do you ever like this is this is. Like not like like gassing you up here, but like you know, being somebody who was so involved in like a style of the music that that influenced everybody. Did were yeah. you aware that you were creating or onto something new when you were doing it, or or is it only kind of in hindsight that you're able to be like, yeah, we really did that? Yeah, um, I mean, I just wanted to, to just to do dope music, man, just and just try and be different um, from everybody else. And uh, I learned from some of the best, so that's that's how I was able to get that 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 uh, that good creative, them creative juices flowing. And that was being uh, coached by 187 from Above the Law and and Dr. Dre. And um, they taught me a lot. And the things I learned from them, um, I just went and just created my own style with it, you know, and. Uh, and just like I said, I just wanted to be different. And, and so I just tried, uh, when I did regulate, I wanted to do something different, just a different sound of music. Try, let's try this over this and see right. how it come out. And it ended up being one of the biggest records of all time. Actually, it's the biggest, if not the biggest, is in the top five of the biggest hip hop songs of all time. Yeah. And, uh, I wasn't. I didn't know that was gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like wow, um, just to be able to have a song in hip hop, something that I looked up to all my life, and to have a song that's recognized as one of the biggest hip hop singles ever. Ever is like <laughs> it blows me away. You know, and um, uh, still haven't hit me because I'm steadily just focused on on trying to still create, which I ain't gonna never stop. And uh. Doing production, I'm gonna get up under a lot of these new artists, 
uh, with with a lot of my production and, and just gonna keep pushing, man. It don't stop. You're never too old or too young to make a hit record. And, and that's what people need to get in their they mind, you know, because a lot of a lot of us get categorized, okay, like if I drop a record, like me dropping the record I just dropped, you know, for somebody to say, okay, this just needs to be played on this because that's all the old school guys. Right. It's right. not for just that old school. It's for that, but then it's for this, this, that, and that, and this too. Right. You know, me, you know, because uh, uh, that's just what it's what it is. You know, good record. You know, just like the record with me and Ty. That record is for everybody. It ain't for the old school. That's for the the younger generation, the mid mid and the old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I for everybody. It's because I think it's because hip hop was relatively a younger genre. So for a while, it was only associated with younger people. Because in the '80s and the '90s, there weren't a lot of people who had been doing it very long at that point. But now we're at a point. Well, now you had Curtis Blow. <laughs> right, but but early on, like, you know, a lot of those old school guys didn't necessarily get the longevity that they might have deserved, or you know what I mean? But in, yeah. in 2020 or the last five years, you know, we have, well, you, know, you know, Snoop is still making records. You're, you're still making records. Yeah. Dre is still making records, you know, like yeah. uh, all these people. So I, I think that, I think it's going to change. I think that like the, the vantage point of like, when your shelf life of, of when you can still have a hit is going to expand. Yeah. I, I, well, I, right I, now, the shelf life is bad. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because everything is single-driven, and then a lot of the records you're hearing, uh, they, it's in and out. Right. In and out. And, uh, you know, it's, and it's not, it, it's, I, mean, I think it's got to be taken more, you know, taken serious again. Right. You know, and, and you know, like the like a lot of the cats that's out, the younger cats, uh, you know, they gotta start making these these records. Well it, well they can't do it like we used to do it because um, like I said, a lot of this shit is single driven. So right. to do a album, a whole album and tell, you know, and tell it from top to bottom like a movie, it's hard for that to happen. Only certain artists can do that. Right. Um you can like like uh, like uh like J Cole or, or Drake, right? right. Or, or uh uh um Kendrick, like like Lil Baby, like Kendrick. You know those right. guys. They're they're telling that they're they're they've built themselves up to where people want to hear their whole story, right? You know, and there's some guys that's doing records that it's like you know where where you at where you going next, right? Like what's next? Like what are you gonna give us? Or what have you built, what have you put out there for us to say, we want to hear a whole album from this guy. Right. You know, hear his story. Because that's what it was with us. You know, when when, when I dropped my, my records, they wanted to know, like, just from that one record, from what the record I dropped the first time, Endo Smoke, that led everybody into wanting to know, what's up with this dude? We want to hear more. The whole story. You know, this yep. it's not like that no more. It's more single-driven. Yeah. No, it's interesting to definitely And who see. you can collaborate with. Right, right. And a lot of times these people so are collaborating Drake, and they're not even in the I'd studio. I'd love to do a record with Drake. That'd be <laughs> a dope one. J. Cole, Kendrick. Uh, even, just either my production or us doing a collaboration. All of those, I, I think they're all, they're all dope. I like Lil Baby. I like Polo G, NLE, NLE Chopper, uh, um, Stunner for Vegas. I like the, a lot of the young guys too, along with with my other peers, my other guys. Uh, 
uh, Flip De Niro, I like him. Uh, mm, yeah, you know a lot, a lot of I like I listen to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to all of them. You know because I I got to stay in tune as a producer. So totally. You know I I know what to put up under a lot of these artists, and I I ain't gonna lie, I would love to get something up under Drake. Or or uh, J Cole or Kendrick, or, you know them guys right there is dope, um, yeah, and they get it. Incredible, incredible, yeah, incredible. All right, we're gonna move on to the final question in this round. This one's a little more abstract, but there appears to be like a navy blue polyester cloth in the background and some sort of big red cloth shape in the foreground. What album cover is this? Is it Biz Marquee, All Samples Cleared, MC Shan, Down by Law, LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out, or Cannabis, Rip the Jacker? We got to get a little tough on these as we get to the now, end of this Now, this, uh, this one is kind of, this. I'm, 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 it's coming to me on what this one is. Uh, talk it out. Talk for it some out. reason, I, I, I uh, oh, wait. I might have to. I might have to roll with LL. Mama gonna knock you out, but mm. someone's telling me to say MC Shan. Mmm. Torn between <laughs> the two. Shit. <laughs> Got to narrow it down. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, uh. Chat. What do you guys? Man, I'm gonna roll with LL Cool J. Mama said, "Knock you out." He's going LL. Buy a hair. It was MC Stan. Oh, my God. Oh. I was oh, my God. I lost. God damn it. All right, listen. You're, 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 having, you're doing well tonight. You're not, don't, don't beat yourself up over this. But I have a question for you. You know, growing up and being a West Coast artist, how tuned in were you and, and your peers to what was happening on the East Coast in the time? Like, was it sort of uh, like... What was the access like then? Because this is before internet. This is before, like, you could download songs. Like, Yeah, you know, I was what... very tuned in. Uh, I, would, I would listen to everything from New York. Just, you know, just everything that came out of there. You know, um, you know who I used to listen to? Like, he, he, was, he didn't get, like, super huge, but I still, he, he, he's dope to me. Uh, it was Akinella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sing it, but, you know, like, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah. We, we all love the song. <laughs> and and uh, Apache. Okay, yeah, Apache. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. That was exactly. my shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I loved everything from New York. You know, a lot of a lot of guys actually... Uh, uh, Tribe Called Quest was, was one of the groups that really inspired me to you know do a lot of things on my own myself uh we got the jazz oh yeah i felt like they was talking to me shit <laughs> and q-tip, q-tip produced uh gangsta bitch I, by a pastor. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah so that I, I i studied uh q-tip too he was very dope as a producer uh producer artist um five did all alicia all of them was just they was just dope to me. Uh, uh, De La, De La Soul, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jungle Brothers, uh, 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 with, with the Flavor Unit, and uh, Moni Love. Yeah. Uh, I love when they did uh, Meeny, 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 Meeny. Yeah, buddy. Meeny, 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 Meeny. Oh, I thought that was the dopest <laughs> shit ever. Hello, it's the soul. 
was so dope. I missed that shit and just talking about it gives me that feeling of how music was back then, man. And it was just it was just a feeling that I can't even explain. Um and just prop just if I listen to that 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 same music right now, uh it'll bring and give me that that same that that just incredible feeling that I had back then as far as just about music period in general. Right. You know, it was we had gangster shit, but you know, it was more than just 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 straight thugged out shit, you know. Now today everything is thugged out. And just, you know, everybody killing everybody these days, except for a couple uh uh I like that dude Rob Wave. Mm. Uh, he's pretty dope. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of artists out there that I like it that I know my music appear with. Um and it'll change the game for them. You know, just like young Jeezy did. He came and said, G dub. He said, Man, you got something for me? Shot him about about eight or nine tracks. Right. Did he hit me about two or three weeks later talking about this is my first single? Him and Kevin Lyle, they was at a party, it was Ooh. I think a Christmas party. Yeah. And it was loud in the mother. Are we playing this little ball gear? Whoa, listen to that. And then I'm listening like, huh? She said, you ain't no good, but you feel right. so good. I'm like, what is that? He said, that's the single. That's the single, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I, I had a, I, that was dope. Um, just to, just to, and, and that turned out to be one of the biggest records he had thus far. Yep. Yeah. You know, for, 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 for. To be for me to be put in the category of oh he's an old school there's the I did a hit record for a dude that's in a, in the you know in the, in this era. Production I mean he started get he, he's he's more of a vet in the game now, but that's right. that was when you know it was it was it was a the you know a lot of that stuff was uh I mean it was it was just good music just collaborating just on some you know just let's work and that's, that's when that's when hit records happen. Yeah, and it doesn't have to adhere to any boundaries. But we're going to go into our third round, and it is called Digging in the Crates. Oh, yeah. So this is our sample round. So all the questions are going to be about samples. I'm going to ask you a question, play you a sample. You have to answer the question about it. So let's get into it. Right. Parliament's Let's Play House is the primary si sample in a hit single by this hip-hop group. I will play the sample now. Is it naughty by nature? Uh, 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 digital Underground. He says Digital Underground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still smacks. Still. Oh, still yeah. Hard. Like, if, if, if Regulate is, like, Regulate and Humpty Dance are definitely, like, in, in, the, in, the, in the same room when it comes to, like, classic, like, put it on now, still hits like it did when it came out. We're, yeah, Shock G is a dope producer too, man. And he's really. a fellow G. He's yeah, the, the G Club. And you do know that. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have like rings with the G on it, and you like see each other? And you're like, <laughs> nah. All right. You maybe you should. It's an idea. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to do it, but I'm just saying. Maybe think about it. It's fine. All right. Oh, we're gonna yeah. move on to the next question. Uh, in 2001, 
this artist also sampled Michael McDonald's I Keep Forgetting. I'm gonna play, you know this song, I'm just gonna play it for the people to hear it. In 2001. Damn, that motherfucker's still hard. Dang. That motherfucker's a bang. Uh. I'm not gonna sing. I'm not. They asked me. Uh, so who else sampled that in 2001? Was it DMX, Jadakiss, Exhibit, or Jay Z? It was a uh, Jadakiss. He and says he Jadakiss. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> and Nate Dogg was was on that track uh, as well. I think so. I think Nate got on that. Yeah, I mean, how does that feel? Like, you know, do you feel like protective over that get sample, or do you kind of see it as like uh, to what you do? All I, all I can say is it's, it's it's hard to be duplicated. <laughs> yeah, it is. I ain't gonna lie. It, you know, it was it was. You know, I would I gave them my blessings. You know what I yeah. mean? But it's just that's one of them records that's hard that that that's hard to duplicate. So mm -hmm. when you did, you know, you were talking about you were trying to like be different and like make a new sound, you know, was regulate like the first iteration of you doing that? Or were there a lot of like things maybe that nobody even heard of you kind of like messing with uh, a similar sound? Well, shoot, uh, was, uh, Endo Smoke was, was different. Sure. That was, that was a record that, uh, that was from something that, that nobody hadn't done nothing like that. Right. Um, and it was actually a, a sample from a Blowfly. Oh yeah, uh, a record <laughs> that you know you wouldn't even catch. You know, catch, my age catch. listening to that at that yeah, time. Yeah, no, you're not allowed. So that's, that's, to, that's to uh, be able to find a, a, a sample within an artist like that, and it changed his life too. You know, made him a lot of money. You know what I mean? Um, that record, that was just that was just different. That Endo Smoke, um, and that was one of those records that uh, that was t just totally different. It, the sound, the, the everything about it, and yeah. that's what made it made it uh, made it you know blow up like it did. And that's actually the record that got me signed to Def Jam. Right, and that that kind of garnered the attention, and people wanted to like you yeah. wanted to hear more, and then yeah. you know. They, you know, and Indo Smoke wasn't even like, oh, you like that? Like, yeah. Let me, let me show you what else I got. Pulled oh out yeah, that's when I hit the ass. <laughs> <laughs> back to back. Yeah. Amazing. All right, we're gonna get into the final question in this round. <laughs> Which of these artists has not sampled Soul Power '74 by Maceo and the Max? I'm gonna play you the sample in question. <laughs> Who has not sampled this? Uh, Is it Chill Rob G? It's Coolio. You say Coolio? Yeah. All right, we're gonna go on a little mission right now. We're gonna we're gonna listen. We're, this is a journey we're gonna take. So first. Chill Rob G sampled it. I heard that Spoonie G on that too. Say it again. I think I heard Spoonie G on that. All right, let's see. Let's see. 
Spoonie G. Yeah. Okay. This is the moment of truth. Who else sampled it and who did not? Red man sampled it, so you are correct. <laughs> He's a producer, folks. He, he knows a thing or two oh, about yeah. these samples. All right, cool. Well, we have reached the end of our third round, and so now we are on our final round. And the final round is called Time's Up. So let me explain this to you, Warren G. You are going to have 90 seconds to answer five questions in the round of your choosing. These are not multiple choice. Here are your rounds tonight. You get to choose which category you want to do in this speed round. Our categories okay. are other Gs, songs that tell a story, or rap duos. You get to pick one, Warren G. Uh, 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 shit. Uh, oh, wait. This is the Where's hardest the, question. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, so, oh, shit. Rap duo. <laughs> He's going to rap to us. Okay. That, that, that's, a, that's a good one to go with. So I'll explain the rules to you here real quick. We're going to have 90 seconds. I'm going to go through five questions. If you don't know the answer, you can say pass. We'll come back to it. Okay. If you answer it and it's wrong, the question is burnt and we're done. You okay. can rely on the chat. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. I have okay. OC's time's up here, and it's time to 90 seconds. So okay. when the time is up on OC, your time will be up. Warren G, are you ready to do this? And you do know that. All right, all right. So rap duos, Warren G, 90 seconds on the clock, and here we go. Eminem and Royce the 5'9 released a collaborative album under this name in 2011. What was the name of their duo? Eminem and Royce the Five Nine. He's gonna pass. All right. Compton Duo's second to none self-titled debut was produced entirely by this producer. DJ Quick. DJ Quick is correct. All right. An instrumental for this group's song was the entrance music for every episode of Chappelle Show. Which group had their music playing as the intro music for Chappelle Show? It's a duo. Pass. He's going to pass. All right. Before Nas rapped from the perspective of a gun, this New York duo rapped from the perspective of bullets on the song Stray Bullet. New York duo rapping as bullets. Uh, 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 Nas and AZ? Nas and AZ is not correct. No. All right. Damn it. This L.A. group released an album in 1995 called World Ultimate. It was a duo from L.A., 1995. Pass. All right, we're going to go back. What is the name of Eminem and Royce the Five Nines duo? They put out an album. Uh, I pass. I can't get it. All right, all right. Who did the theme? Our oh, oh, time's up. Warren G. All right. Yeah, I'm going to total up your skirt. Listen, Mr. Warren G., no matter I what, went with songs to tell a story. I'd have got that. <laughs> hey, you know it's the final round. It gets a little tough. No matter what, you are a champion in our eyes. Thank you. Hey, I'm gonna total up your score real quick. I have one more question. And guys, it, it, we have like 15 more minutes. Are you down to take some questions from the chat? Yes, indeed. 
Okay, so guys, if you have questions, drop them in that little question box. But my question to you, Warren G, is we, we love this show. We love to have fun with our guests. Who's somebody that you think should come on the show? Who should we challenge or who you challenge to come on the show next? Uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, we would love to have Snoop Dogg. I mean, if, if uh, you have his number, you want to you you call him? <laughs> that'd, that'd be cool. Um, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, you've been called out. We're going to post this on the internet. We're going to tag you. Hopefully you see it. Um, all right, Warren G, I've totaled up your score. You got... 10 out of 15 right, which is a pretty respectable score. Let me tell you who you're in the club with, in the 10 club. Uh, kid from Kid and Play has been on our show. He's uh -huh. a 10. We got Master Ace. He was a 10. Okay. We have comedian Tony Baker. He's the guy who's always doing the, uh, the, the voiceovers of the animals and shit on, on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> he was a 10. We, we, you are in fine company in the 10 Club. So, uh, again, we really appreciate you being on our show. Um, so let's get into some questions from the chat. Well, first, we have a question from our Patreon. Mike King asks, in the song Regulate, how were you able to so quickly switch back to freak mode after getting robbed? I don't know if he's joking here or not, but you, you're talking about you got robbed, and then you said you switched to freak mode. How does that work? <laughs> He got to listen to it, you know, after, you know, of, of course, I'm not just going to get robbed and go back into, you know, doing my thing. You know, you got to bounce back for a second and then get back on the move and, and, and rebound. And once I rebound, then that's when we went back on that mission. So to clarify, this wasn't a, a seamless like this to freak mode. There was a moment of like sort of Well, a little time out just to, you know, to figure, you know, we went through some shit. So, you know, that's all what, okay, let's get back to something. Let's, you know, take our mind apart for that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like a three minute song. So like, obviously you had to condense it a little bit, but like mm -hmm. in real life, it's, I get it. I totally get yeah. it. I think we, we, we addressed that. All right, let's see what else we got. Um, uh, Giovantio asks, do you have any advice to the young upcoming next G-Funk generation? Ooh. That's, that's an interesting uh, question. Just, just stay solid. Uh, stay working on your uh, music at all times. Uh, get a good team behind you. Um, and just stay focused. Don't let nothing throw you off. Sometimes it get frustrating uh, yep. in music. Uh, Sometimes you get mind blocked. You just got to know that you're going to come up out of that. You know, I, I didn't have many a times where I was like, man, you know what? I'm cool on this shit. Yeah. But I always bounce back. And, and when I bounce back, it's even better. Yep. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, uh, Steven C. Martin asked, who played bass and guitar on your new song with Todd Dollar? The song, and you know that. Who played uh, guitar and bass? <clears throat> Andrew Goucher. Okay. And One who, of the best guitar players ever okay have you worked with him a lot yeah he's played based on probably every everyone live bass on every time you've heard live bass that was him playing on my records i've been working with him, him my whole career that's amazing yep shout out to him uh all right let's see um what record was the most often played in your house when you were growing up as syncretized uh Everything was played in my house. Um, everything? Yeah. Everything. You heard me say Blowfly. <laughs> <laughs> were, your, were your folks playing Blowfly, though? They, like that's, that's how I learned about it. 
Wow. <laughs> you had cool parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they was cool. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, then that's so, I mean, I, I've heard everything. It wasn't nothing in my house that I didn't do. I mean, it, they, they, I heard it all. Um, L.A. Music Attorney asked, what made you sign with Def Jam in 93? Did you get any offers from other labels? I had every label in the industry uh, trying to sign me. And the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Crush Groove. And that was Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin. So I thought about it. I was like the Beastie Boys, Fat Boys, uh, Run DMC, uh, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, Slick Rick, Sheila E. Uh, Pretty decent track. Uh, I mean, everybody was, was, was part of that, that movie. Yeah. It was like, wow. You know, all these other labels, they're just labels, but they, they're not hip-hop labels. So I, I said, this is that's Def Jam. And and, the, and they were straight the culture like I grew up on. So to be, for them to want me was, was like huge. So I was like, they strictly hip-hop. So I know that they'll do what they supposed to do as far as me being just a straight hip-hop guy instead of going to a company who's trying to find how to market when they already right. they had they got it already in mind and, you know, yeah but I, and, but I didn't know i was gonna save the company you know and yeah, i was about to say that it was it was good yeah. for you it was probably better for them because yeah. i mean you you single-handedly like breathed life into the company at, at yeah that yeah it, it was it was uh it was it was you know like they said it, they was going in the bank weapon my record came and had this huge uh influx influx of, of just great sound just all over the world just all of a sudden and it just because it was different it was different and you know a lot of people was more just like hard hardcore and just to get a breath of fresh air or something that's still kind of edgy it's kind of dangerous but not too dangerous but feels good and that's what people loved about it absolutely all right we got time for a couple more so let's see yes indeed um all right. Uh, this is a good one. Mike Way 24. When did you know you wanted to become a producer? What did you, and, and I want to add on to that. What did you kind of start out? Like, what was your uh, introduction into production? Like, how uh, did that start? Well, just, you know, my ear was already there because uh, my dad, I used to just sit with him all day and just listen to jazz music, Chuck Mangione and stuff like, you know, artists like that. And, uh, you know, I learned you know, how to, how to, uh, DJ Dre taught me, I asked him, could you show me how to do that? And I probably was like maybe 12. I had sure. me about tw 11 or 12 and he showed me how to do it. And so I fell in love just looking up to him as a big brother, just looking up to him, you know, I made me want to be like him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he taught me how, so I was DJing and, and, you know, I started DJing, but I could, you know, when I got older, when I was in doing the rap stuff about 15, 14, 15 up in there, um, I was rapping, but I wanted to DJ too. Right. So once we got with Dre, me and Snoop and all of us and everything moved that way, I didn't just want to be a DJ. I wanted to contribute more uh, as far as I, I wanted really, I wanted to contribute. And so, I just dug into the producing and, and uh, you know, 180, like I said, 187 from the Bud of Law had taught me some things, you know, starting off. And then Dre taught me how to, how to, how to sample also in, in uh, uh, sequence. 
You know, right. and, and then after that, he taught me how to splice tape. I used to cut tape, put it back together, all kind of stuff. Wow. And, uh, so that's that's when, you know, around that time is when I wanted to become more of a producer. Uh, but I, I still was a rapper. I was rapping at the same time. I was dope. But I just, I, my love for for production was first and it, it still is like that i mean I, I love both of them but if i had to choose it'll be straight production um and that's just how 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 that's that's what pretty much uh made me want to want to uh, dig into it and really really get out and, and really focus and become you know become a producer and that was that was uh I, you know when we started up at death row in the early days, and I wanted to contribute more instead of yeah, just being yeah. a DJ. Somebody's just up there mixing records. Right. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're somewhat limited involved there. Involved with the music, and then that's what I did. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Well, listen, and, and honestly, it sets you on a path that's like to yeah. find the rest of your life, which is incredible. Yes, um, it Thank you so much for coming on the show. We that's all we good, man. We had a great time. Um, you know, you're welcome back anytime. And uh, anything sure. else you wanna you wanna shout out to the people, let people know what you have. Uh, shit, much love to everybody out there. Y'all get a chance, check me out. Warren G on Instagram, Warren G on Facebook, uh <laughs> at regulator on Twitter. Uh shoot. Uh and Griffiths Barbecue on Instagram, uh Warren G on Instagram. Holler at your boy. Uh and it's just much love, everybody out there. Keep your heads up, stay safe. Um, you know, wear the masks so we can let a lot of the stuff camp calm down so we can get our sports back, we can get our yeah. concerts back. Yeah. Uh and just be just 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 carry yourself the right way. And for you know, all the artists out there, young, older artists, get a team. Get a team to get behind you and to guide you and, and to stay on your ass. So if you say you want to do this and they say, I don't think that that's cool, you got to listen to them because they see something that you don't see. Yep. You know, that you just know. But that's it, man. Just be, just be, just be good to, to everybody and, to, to, you know, everybody be good to you. you know? Good words to end it on. Thank you so much, Warren G. Take care. Be safe. Much love. Peace. All right, buddy. Yeah. Warren G, what a great conversation. I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed participating in it and then revisiting it again to present it to you in this classic podcast format. If you enjoyed the Questions Hip Hop Trivia Podcast here on Stony Island Audio, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend. All of these things really help promote and get the podcast on the radar of others. And that's what we want. Again, if you really enjoy the podcast and you want to help support and you want to get extra goodies and be more involved in the world of the questions, check out our Patreon. We are patreon.com slash thequestionshiphop. Visit questionshiphop.com for more information. You can find me on social media at Sean Dammit. The Questions is written, hosted, and produced by me, Sean Kantrowitz. The theme is by Midas the Beast and Czarism. Until next week, peace.
Tony.